And we're live. Are we? I, I don't think so. I feel yeah, <laughs> we, we, we definitely are. I pressed oh, the record button. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Two and a Half Weaves, the slightly more casual anime podcast. I am your dashing co-host that somehow spends 50 hours on Fate Go Week, Ben Bowen. <laughs> I'm Dallas Garner, the one who isn't lying about his personal appearance. <laughs> I'm Clark Duncan, here to keep everyone honest. How about we uh, retake our statements here, brethren? No. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I didn't lie. I haven't I, lied about my appearance. I'm joking. I'm joking. I play Fate Go a lot. You've seen me literally only was, playing Fate Go this time. That's not what weekend. I was talking about. Oh, yeah. I was talking about the dashing comment. I think. Oh, you, I, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. I am dashing. <laughs> I also was I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure it's more than fifty hours a week that he plays Fate Go. Okay. <laughs> Who is the only person here wearing a white shirt? Button up white shirt. Who's the only person here without a job? <laughs> Who's the only person here that's had an internship? Okay, you had an internship. Do you have one now? Do you have one now? No. So, let me get this straight. You're We're making not money. educated. I am being educated. Not uh, employed or, what was the, tra- training. training. So you're a neat. I, I am not a neat, uh, but. We went and watched a movie called Promare. Uh, when did when did Promare come out? It came out last year in May. In America, at least. Right. So Japan, even. Yeah, Japan had it way earlier than we did. Um, but, yeah, it, it was decent. Oh. Um, that gap is getting shorter and shorter. Through the release gap? Like, yeah, cause, yeah. like in, for instance, everything that comes out on Funimation as an original will come out pretty much within months of being released in at, at Japan, sometimes at the same time That's Japan. That's true. Um, like... Um, the Maiden and the Best movie. Well, that took a while, but it went, went before the pandemic hit. It was coming out in April, uh, and when it came out in January, and then, uh, and then uh, the the last Heaven's Field movie, which was supposed to be released in March in Japan, mm-hmm. was going to come out in May. Yeah, it, it was going to be pretty quick, but <sighs> stupid COVID happened. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh, we watched Promare, uh, had a good time watching it. Um, anyway, <laughs> Duncan, you want to give us the plot synopsis provided by Mal? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to read it really quick, and then we can kind of give our own breakdown as it goes, I think. Yeah. Um, so, 30 years ago, a new race of flame-wielding mutants, <coughs> Fire Force, uh, suddenly appeared, <laughs> destroying a large portion of humanity. These so-called burnished <laughs> fire force have uh, continued to appear at random, leaving a trail of death and destruction in their wake. So that's kind of like the beginning. Just kind that's of like, like the beginning. That's, that's, two that's, minutes that's the of the film. Context. And and I just wanna just wanna just like Wait. tell exactly what happened and how they told that story to us. And all it was was it was kind of black and white. Everything it was, was in black and white, just showing just a bunch of like random scenes and people, exploding. and like, and then a bunch of people. It showed a bunch of people kind of getting a little bit irritated at, at things in life, and, and then, then they started cultists, and then there were cultists. Well, but first people started exploding, and then the cultists and then showed up, cultists. and then suddenly the volcano blew up and the world ended basically. Yeah. And uh, 
that's where we go. That's after that, it cuts to present day what they call Promiopolis. Is that what it is? Promiopolis. Promiopolis. There's an M there. Promiopolis. Promiopolis. Anyway, is a thriving nation thanks to the incredible efforts of their leader, Cray Foresight, against the Burnish. <laughs> a team of firefighters known as the Burning Rescue is tasked with stopping these horrifying monsters using the most performant technology available thanks to their incredible mechanic, Lucia Fex. Uh, Lu- Lucia Fex. And then Gallo Thymos is the first protagonist we're introduced to, is an in- is an energetic young man who considers Foresight his hero for saving his life and the rescue team's most recent recruit. Yeah, so we start we start off getting major, uh, in case we didn't make it clear, Fire Force vibes. It yeah. just felt like Fire Force with more color. And and then t- uh, mechs. And also, and, and also, and also mechs. <laughs> I mean, this kind of actually hurt Fire Force when it came out because this came out... Were people saying, before, oh, it's Promare? Yeah, that's what people oh, were saying for Fire... Funny. And here's the thing. These shows couldn't be more different. Oh, very different. They're, they're yes. very different. But, like, if you if you watch the first, the first 10 few minutes, minutes, you're, gonna you're feel probably feeling like, oh, gosh, you like literally the... just told me the story, like, the beginning of Fire Force. But then, then like, Fire Force takes it in a really dark, like, dismal direction. And Promare, while it has some level of dark, it, it really likes to take it into a action-packed, right. bright, colorful, and it's, uh, it's funny spectacular kind of Because the villains, direction. one of the first things the villains say is, we don't kill. Yeah, instantly you're like, oh, they're not the bad guys. Yeah, and yeah. Like, wait a minute, that's not, that doesn't so seem speak, right. Speaking you know, of that, uh, the description goes on to talk about these. A terrorist group calling themselves Mad Burnish has been causing havoc all over the nation. After an encounter with Mad Burnish leader Leo Fodia, Gallo sets out on his fated journey to find out the truth about these mutants, ultimately leading him to question everything he previously held to be true. And then the entire plot implodes upon itself so we yeah, can have and, lots of cool fight scenes. De- <laughs> definitely lots of fight scenes, because from here on out, the plot gets a lot messier. The, yeah. the plot is less the, important. It, it's like watching... Um, <laughs> It's like watching Gurren Lagann and well, like... I was going to say, I, I, have a, I have a title, for a new title for this movie. This is The End of Gurren Lakil in the Franx Force. <laughs> yes, yes, this is, this is. Um, oh boy. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty apt. <laughs> a pretty apt description, I think. So, uh, the, the, the rest of the movie, it starts... Moving at oh, 20, by the way, 20,000 miles major spoilers for the rest of the film because this film is old. Is it like in terms of anime films? I mean, it's a year or two old. Uh, you so, are too old. Yeah. Most people have already watched this. Like, we're late to the party. And so, spoilers. Just massive amounts of spoilers. I mean, yeah. The, the, the thing is, is I feel like this is one of those movies that I could tell you all about it, and yet... You would like, have no you idea, would, really. No idea. Because like, oh the plot, again, doesn't matter that much to me in this movie, as just it like, is beautiful I, to I, I got the feeling watching this movie that the fact that 
a movie by nature has to have a plot was like an inconvenience to the writers. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, I, if they could just have a bunch of no-context fight scenes, I think they would have done it. Do you <laughs> like, if you like cool <laughs> explosions and fire and mech fights accompanied with a, sound, a song that sounds a little bit like... Okay. You know, accompanied right. by that. Yeah. Oh, it's got great music. Accompanied yeah, by something awesome. like that, you just you don't need to worry about it. Just just yeah. enjoy yourself. Right. But, You're gonna have a great time if you are able to just not take the plot seriously. Mm -hmm. And the movie really doesn't want you to take it, any of this seriously at all. It's just here for some great spectacle fights with amazing effects, amazing animation, and awesome music. Yeah. If you if you're if you're okay sitting there and just having a good time, this is this is the show for you. Also, other things in the plot is just well. So I oh mean, before, boy, before we get to before we get to that, like let's just so essentially after uh, the first couple minutes where uh, Leo and Gallo have their fight, Leo which gets was awesome. which was awesome. It was pretty great. Um, Leo gets arrested. Mm -hmm. uh, with his uh, his sidekicks, and they go to this prison, which is basically like a giant freezer. Yeah, because that's pretty. They apt. store fire mutants in it, so I guess make it cold seems legit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, they uh, use the fact they got arrested to bust everyone out. They later get hunted down and rearrested because turns out. <laughs> They so, meant to do that. Uh, all right, all right. He wanted to get arrested so he could bust them out, but the pe uh, like the the military wanted to, them to escape so, so they, they could, could track lead down them more of to them, more of them, yeah. and arrest all of them. And turns out they, yeah. Anyway, they they <laughs> essentially okay. After this, the plot just like, implodes on itself. Yeah, it like to get weirder. It, like we've learned like, that foresight's. The bad guy. Well, I mean, well we, we all learn. saw that king. The moment, we saw that coming. The well, moment, moment you see him, Cray Foresight is introduced. He's this big masculine hero dude. Protagonist looks up to him. You immediately learn he's the leader of the country and everyone loves him. And he's like you a scientific leader. You learn he's like a billionaire and owns all these major corporations. And you're like, oh, he's, he's the bad guy. <laughs> right. He's the bad guy. All the red flags are there. Yeah. yeah and like, are. and then he like reveals his entire plan to um, leave the earth yeah. with 10,000 people. So, and use so, the fire people too. So Gallo finds Leo escaping with the people, uh -huh. and they have a chat about morality, I guess. Um, very cool death scene, I gotta add. That was just beautiful. That, that was very well animated. Actually. Um, but like, like apparently when the burnish die, they just turn to ash, and it's just like these beautiful, uh, like, um, pyramid things. I, yeah, I think I think it's important to realize that. That the art style of this is very can, be, can be surmised in one word, and that's polygon. Yes, it's very, very polygonal, and all of its effects are polygonal. Based. Yeah, but it works very well. Works very well with just it. Bright, beautiful. But, and so, but the and they use that in such yeah. beautiful ways, like to, to convey a lot of emotion. Some mm -hmm. things that are going to be hard for us to convey mm -hmm. uh, to you via words. But after this encounter, Gallo starts to question. Uh, Cray, because he learns that he's experimenting on Burnish. And so Cray's like, oh yeah, I totally do that. 
and he shows them all the stuff they're doing. And he's like, look, we learned how to turn these guys into engines and use them to teleport. Yeah, so they're going to use the... So we're going to use them as fuel to go to another planet. Because this, this one's, one's going to blow up. going to blow up soon. Which, when originally they revealed that, that made absolutely no sense. It was, it, that one actually starts to make sense later. Like, it makes a lot more sense later once you learn what the Burnisher actually using. But at the time, it's just like... I feel what? like I feel like I feel like what happened was they're like, uh, why would they want to burn up these people to get into outer space? Why are they going to outer space? Oh, the um, because the planet's gonna blow up, and they're like, oh shoot, guys, we have to make up a reason for the planet to blow up. Yeah. Right. And they're like, I know how we're gonna do it, and then, and and so then it they, doesn't feel like. So, so Gallo at that point is like, no, 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 human experimentation is still awful, and we can't use people as fuel. The birds are still people. They just have it's like, hey, powers, you know? that. it's like, all right, like, so it's treason then and locks them up. <laughs> it's treason then. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Leo gets cast into a volcano. Yeah, well, so the, the <laughs> just, military... You just cut to the thing, but the thing is, is that's exactly how the movie works. Basically, yeah. If it seems erratic, that's kind of how it is. So the military catches up to Leo finally. Right, reveals it was all a trap, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, his subordinates, to save Leo, because they think of him as their only hope, they just effing yeet him just off in the distance towards a volcano. And the bad guy military people are like, oh, he'll be in a volcano. He's Oh, yeah, he also is encased in magic ice. That yeah, gets, that they use with the bullets well, anyway. It, it expands as heat is generated. Which makes which, no sense. You know, science, it's fine. Technology stuff they use to hunt fire. <laughs> technology, people. science, magic. And so he gets fine. yeeted in the volcano. The ice starts growing because, again, it freezes by getting heat. And uh, eventually, though, he busts out of it. And is angry because all of his people are now being converted into he, fuel. Yeah, and he goes Super Saiyan. Dragon. He goes Super he Saiyan, Saiyan. Turns into a dragon. Turns into a dragon. <laughs> like you do. Both of like you do. As you do. <laughs> just how it is. And just starts attacking the city. Right. Yeah. And um, which, to be fair, he thinks everyone's, you know. And right. because of this, Gallo is able to get out. He escapes. Oh, by the way, yeah, he's in prison. Everywhere. Yeah. And he's. And he just immediately gets back in his Gundam. Yep, and goes and attacks Leo. Yeah, not Craig Forsythe. No, 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 no. Leo. Leo. Which he, at this point, who know he knows that Leo's right here, but like he has to make sure that Leo isn't gonna murder Craig. Right. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's because like, murder is bad. They have, yeah, murder is bad. They have a bit of a spectacle fight, you know, which was awesome. And it was awesome. Pretty, pretty <laughs> amazing anim- animation. Yeah, beautiful. Um, it, I wish I could verbally like I just literally can't tell you that. Imagine purple fire against a mech. Right. It was like imagine purple if, like, fire dragon against a dragons versus Gurren Lagann. Yeah, there you yes. go. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. And then they fight, and, and Leo's mad, and uh, Gallo is like, I thought you said you don't kill people. And then gestures to the burning inferno <laughs> that is now the city. Right. And Leo's like, oh. Oh, you, you kind of oh, first, and then they have to, oh, oh, no, no. And then they drop him in the middle of a frozen lake. Yeah, so, so they get they grab Leo out of the dragon. <laughs> as they're they arguing. Drop up, they, they, as they're arguing, they're go, they put him up into they, a drop ship. We haven't even introduced those characters. <laughs> oh, well, so, they're not important. Yeah. Right. So Leo's, Except the girls. 
Maybe, kind of. <laughs> so Leo's part of like... We a, can explain them later. Leo's honestly. part of a firefighting squad, right? And they have appeared in one or two scenes up to this point. They see them fighting, and they just sort of scoop both of them up and then just yeet them in a frozen lake. Yeah. Well, one of them does. Uh, I mean, it, one was, it was a group. Yeah. It was a group effort. It was a group effort, you know. Group effort. Well, there's <laughs> multiple people that were helping. Like, And, and, and they're like, y'all need to cool off, figure out your issues. And turns City's out... still burning. But, but turns out, guys, here's the twist. Here's they didn't the, really, here's the major this twist. This is a random lake. <laughs> but just a random lake. They thought, like, oh, it's just a really deep, well, completely frozen lake, by the way, all the way down the bottom. It's frozen solid so all the way through. They melt through it, and it turns out at the bottom... There's a secret scientific lab there in which a secret uh, uh, AI there's a se- there's a, that has... Named Deus. Named Deus. And he, he, he goes on to ten minutes of just, like, exposition. <laughs> and you learn a list of things here. Uh, you learn that th- this AI, he, he was a human scientist. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's the one who actually made all the cool technology you see. Cray just murdered him. Yeah, and, and took all the it. credit. Yeah, um, and, and uh, th- this guy's existence was not, you know, no, yeah, no hints. No he just appears. By the way, I made all the stuff. I'm pretty cool. Yeah, he killed me. How am I talking to you? Oh, right, I made myself an AI. <laughs> <laughs> I backed up my consciousness into the so, cloud. Yeah, and so he explains that foresights again try to make a, a giant portal with the. Uh, with, with the, the, with oh, the oh, burnish. Bur- so because. we learn, and, and, then, and then he goes on to explain like what, what the burnish are. All right, so this is where is this it, the darling and the Franks? This is time? where it goes, darling and the Franks. Okay, yeah, so, so it there's turns another universe. <laughs> by the way, by the way, there's there's another universe. We're going full of these fire spirits called Promare. They're called the Promare. Hence and, the name. And, and 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 there was like when all the Fubar stuff happened, there was some sort of weakening in the lines between the universes. They don't explain how or why that was a I, thing. Yeah, I don't understand. But it happened in the Earth's core. And, and, that's all... where, and that's where the Promare are now because they're not at, in their home universe. They're here because, because they got reasons. Eaten. And they just want to go. Here, I and, guess. and they just want to go home. And, they, and, and the Burnished are people <laughs> who have a connection with these living spirits. It's, you could and say are able it's to a, control them? It's and they're able to like, channel the power. And the reason, I think it's a... the reason why the planet is going to burn is because people are torturing the Burnished and killing them, and the Promare feel the suffering of the Burnished. And so they're just mad, and they just want to, like, burn. And then you find out they can get... Well, anyways, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and so he tells you all that, and then he's like, so anyways, you need to stop Cray Foresight, because once he burns all these people to make a portal, it's, it's going to, like, kill everyone. And this is what's causing the end of the world. And by and the way, here's a really here's cool, a cool mech, mech I that, made. That it's uses literally called Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> For those who don't know, that refers to plot devices where the problem is solved just because it... It Trans- needs to be. It's Latin for the god of the machine, and it's just a god from machine. Yeah, answer just appears in a story, and like oh, so, god, how on the nose could you be? Here? Because the oh, author needed oh. it. It showed up. Well, we also That's... need to mention that this this machine also runs off of burnish, but it's an engine that actually doesn't kill the burnish in the process. That's correct. That Deus yeah. actually made while he was an AI mm-hmm. underneath a giant frozen lake. 
As if we're <laughs> and set up for two people to pilot a burnish and a non-burnish. Yeah, as if somehow as he, knew. he knew exactly what was going to happen. As if he was God somehow. <laughs> oh, by the way, his name is Zayus. <laughs> And um, and then he dies. So was his name Deus before he died? <laughs> yes, yeah. his name was Deus before his he died. His mom and dad, they had a kid, they're like, let's name him God. <laughs> like, And so, um, yeah, Deus is like, I kind of went up Foresight with this cool engine. Go use it for this awesome mech. Okay, and then the and last hour it. of oh. the entire film is just it's straight ass. It's just straight ass. After our 10-minute exposition, we get back to what the movie is actually good at epic fight seats and then and so this is so after like an hour of epic fight scenes this is what happens okay they decide oh the only way for us to actually solve this problem is to get the promare back home yep so what we're going to do is burn the entire solar system on fire. Was it just the solar system? It was the, the entire, as the entire it was the solar, solar system. It was just the solar system. And this way, I they I can create. Sure. It was. It was a like lot was going on. a lot was going on in that moment, and I was like, D -d -d they just because I thought they did like a whole big bang thing again. And yes, like, that's what they did. But what's the solar system, so that they could create a portal to send the Promare back to their universe. And so that there would be no more burnish, no more problems, and... Nobody dies. By nobody all. dies. Also, Crave Foresight is a burnish. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to mention Oh, yeah, that. that's a, that's another thing. Uh -huh, yeah. Crave Foresight is a burnish. We find out that uh, Gallo, Gallo is a burnish. Well, no, he wasn't. He uh, wasn't. Then he became was, he burnish. Was, he became it because he was... He was using channeling Leo's burnished powers. They I, addressed that in about three seconds of dialogue. Oh, did they? It, 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 I completely missed it. Because yeah. oh, I oh, thought it was just like, way. oh, it's Leo's flames. I'm like, He's that just seems like a gay thing. No, it, like, it literally was okay. Leo's flames. Okay, okay. Here's, here's a, the other thing. Also, the giant spaceship that they were going to use to transport every uh, 10,000 people mm -hmm. to a completely different planet that they were going to terraform is also a giant mecha robot. <laughs> Also a giant mecha robot. Well, no, just also, the top part. Just the, sorry, the bridge. The bridge, the bridge yeah, turns, yeah. The bridge into, a turns into a giant mech. And so, so I, this big mech and deus ex machina, which was bigger than their previous mechs, but much smaller than this, this mech, have some epic fights. They fight in the ship, which you find out, like, they've got lots of, like, you know, cities pre-built and stored in the ship. Those all get destroyed I in love, the fight. I love it, because in the fight, in the middle of the fight, he's like, what happened to, like, wanting to keep all these 10,000 people alive? And the, <laughs> the mech... Cray's like, it's okay, they're all in underground bunker bunkers. I I just love how that <laughs> has can to be said. these buildings. I love how he has to say that, you yeah. know, just to like... No one's dying. No right one's now. dying right yeah. now, by Nobody's the way. Nobody's dead, okay? And Cray Forsyth, all the, all the weapons that his mech are using, he explains how there's, like, how each of those weapons are supposed to be used for terraforming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is my landscape moving thing to flatten mountains. Oh, oh we need to also explain every time they do like a new mech or a new weapon, giant words of oh, yeah, what the mech right. appears. The, the mech appears all dramatically. And, the, and they stay in the scene. They're actual physical concepts in the film. They do get physically destroyed by some of the actions and fights that take place. It's so dumb. It's pretty great. Uh -huh. And so, so they, they fight. The, they they get the promare to just uh, the, well they get all the burnished to burn together just as much as they can oh, to get the promare we, we to have to burn mention the solar system. though in order to do this 
Galo has to perform CPR on Leo because oh, Leo, yeah, Leo actually died. Leo Leo gets uh, knocked out, needs resuscitation, and there's a very drawn out CPR yes, yeah. scene where basically it's like two minutes. They're just making out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's transferring his flame into the flame Leo. that he took from Leo. He's giving Get it back. back and, and the last time we saw this happen, which is the fine. Other person, you know, if you're into that, like that's totally well, cool, dude. We we saw Leo do that. Uh, to someone else, but then that person straight up died. Yeah, and but no, now but Leo's okay. Yeah, yeah. And Leo's and fine. and they and then like Galo totally acts sundere that he didn't mean to do it like that, yeah. and, and Gamo, it was yeah, so Gamo. weird. I like how we're saying Galo because <laughs> he's definitely gay, but his name's actually Galo, by the way. I mean, just there's this it. other girl that's like super. Th- we'll get to characters. Well, see, the, I just want you to know, uh, like, that's the end of the thing, and like, they end up like Foresight ends up like thinking about his actions and realizing, I wish it wasn't supposed to end like this, and you know, and then that's the end of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, and, everybody's okay, and, and the world's we, fine. And by the way, we used three the whole names, city is destroyed, or four names, of, like four character names in that entire There's description. There's a lot more characters, and they <laughs> but they were unnecessary to the plot. Okay, <laughs> they were necessary for maybe a scene or two. Well, sometimes. and like, and you didn't need to know their names or necessarily who yeah. they were. They were just plot devices that were moving the thing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let, let's just go on to our characters, because, oh boy, I just love how. So yeah, Gallo. Oh, Thymus. He, the voice by man. Billy Cram, Kramitz. Yeah. yeah, Billy Kramitz. He's like the quintessential protagonist voice actor. He does a lot of generic male protagonists. And let's just face it. He's a great voice Gallo actor. Gallo is generic. Gallo is a very generic protagonist. Yeah, Again, he's, all the characters. He's lawful good for sure. All the characters in a plot are only developed to the extent necessary. To allow for the fight scene. True. Yeah. The, the only actual complex character in this show is Leo. Yeah. I, I think he's the closest thing to, to a, a complex character. character. I'm like, yeah. I think everyone else is one dimensional and maybe Leo is two. two. He's got two dimensions. Leo's one okay. and a half dimensional maybe. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> that um, might be cutting it close. Yeah. Um, just he, the firefighter that wants to fight. Yeah. And then Leo. The he, Leo. He's mad at... Uh, Humans the world, for, yeah, for killing his people. Uh, voiced by Johnny Justice. Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch. He's a good guy. He, he, He's a good voice actor. Yeah. I mean. And then we got Cray Forsyth, who is, is the bad guy. We called the uh, bad guy uh, All Might. He looks like All Might. Well, I mean, yeah, he looks like All Might, but with Brock's eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced by uh, Crispin Freeman, who is Kotamine Kire in Faith. If, if you don't, if you hear his voice, you know Morse. he's the bad guy. So I, Morally I was ambiguous. mentally referring to himself in my head as Brock Kire All Might. Just like wrapped in Kay. the horn. All right, here are the two girls that actually matter to the entire plot of the show. So we have Ina Artibit. I think that's how it's pronounced. She's in the firefighter squad. She's like the transporter. Yeah, she just flies the ships for everyone. Uh, She's cute. She's definitely cute. She's she's the definitely the only person in the show that... She's crushing on Gallo, Uh which is unfortunate because I think... He's totally gay for Leo. Yes. Uh-huh. 100%. 100%. 120%. 120%. Her relevance is mostly in the fact that her sister, Harris Artibit, is the head scientist uh, for Foresight. Yep. 
And the most significant thing she, she does, does is she blows she, up the engine. She blows up the engine. Oh, we even forgot she to mention so that. She well, I mean, well, I mean, it's not necessary. I meant like current events. She oh. blew up the engine so it couldn't fly. She yeah. So but she, in backstory, she basically built everything. Yeah, she built the the ship. She built the so, engines. Like, Cray didn't design the technology. He didn't build anything. No, he just. He had money. You approach him unaware that his throne was built upon lies. It's true. <laughs> yep. So basically, the the sister is doing it for her. Ina. She, she's just doing it because uh, doing this work ensures Ina gets one of those ten thousand seats on the ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when she doesn't get a seat, that's when Harris is like, "Well, f you. <laughs> well, f this," and blows the entire thing up. It's just for my yep. sister. Um. Well, Ignis yeah. X exists. Um, uh, he's he's the chief of the firefighters. He's totally bad. Yeah. Uh, he gets into a conflict with the lead of the like military dude who we'll get to next, and he just sort of exists to be buff and be buff bash. and cool. Yeah, does some cool things. He yeah, says it. some cool lines. Yeah, <laughs> voiced by Stephen Blum. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much all he does. We have Vulcan Hastis, uh, leader of the military. You know, uh, genocide squad. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention. There's also two different squads. There's the the firefighter people and like and the, the, the lead police. I just I call them. Mean, I just yeah. I, I call them the military throughout yeah. this whole thing because that's what they like, are. They basically are, and they're, they, the, they're really the genocide squad. Yeah. But, they do kill people in this show, though. Definitely. They're the and only they, people that kill people in this kill. show. And, and like he just screams, "Evil guy!" Like he's big. Yeah. The instant you see him, you're like, mm, he's the bad sharp. guy. And he is. Um, you one find of out the end, he's not actually a giant man. He's actually a midget, and his body that you thought was his body was is just a mech. a mech. Yeah. So it, does that mean does he get inside of a mech? To pilot a mech. Yeah, so he mech. uses his body to pilot it's a mech. mech but you section. find out that that body is actually a mech, but his <laughs> littler body is pi- piloted. <laughs> but his head is like. Literally, Literally the size huge. of his body. Yeah, you would think yeah. it would be like, perfect. It's very disproportionate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Deus Promer. Yeah. Uh, his last name is oddly close to Promare. Um, or Prometheus. Or Prometheus. Prometheus. Or, I think that's is, the point. Which makes, you know, the, the god that gave fire to men. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Promare is tied into that as well. And, right. And we've explained his plot relevance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's Lucia Fex. Uh, she's like she, she's, she's in the, the maintainer squad. She's the engineer, and her existence is: I fixed your Gundam, I upgraded your Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> I also shot your Gundam. Yeah. I also play video games while like I shot at, at your Gundam. Be- at, yeah. At the beginning, like his Gundam gets destroyed, so later she's like, "All right, your Gundam's okay. It's fixed. I made it better. Go yeah. Gundam away. Go Gundam. <laughs> yeah." Um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Here, here's my much, description of her. Okay, if I mean, you go down, accurate, yeah. and crazy gamer, mechanic, inventor, lolly. Oh yeah, because she's always playing on a on a video upgrades game. equipment. Okay, even when they're in the middle of it. And then there's yeah. the other characters that seemed important but are not in order of importance. So we we have two that are pretty uh, connected. Guerra, I'm not sure. Guerra and Maeus. By, yeah, yeah. They're they're like. They were they were Leo's sidekicks in the beginning. They uh, shot him into the volcano. Right, and then like Gallo fights them in an epic, spectacular and totally scene, destroys them. Uh, and destroys them before being allowed to fight. 
Leo, Leo, who destroys him. And they have notable voice actors, like uh, Guillera is voiced by mm-hmm. one of my favorite all-time uh, voice actors, Matthew Mercer. And then we got U- Yuri... Yuri Lowenthal Lowenthal. for Maeus. Yes. Um, so that's the extent of their plot, is their Leo's <laughs> lackeys. Yeah. And, then, and then we have Promare... Uh, not Promare, but the Firefighters. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the Firefighters, we have... Green-haired guy who, who shows him. up probably two or three uh, times. Remy Pugana, he's just he has guns. Yeah. That's his, and he and he sounds smart. He sounds smart. He has glasses. He does he have has. glasses, so he probably is smart. Probably. Yeah, he has I mean, lots of guns. I would like. I I don't want you to underestimate how many guns he does, this. He man. does have a lot of guns. Like, I'm pretty sure he that's pulls out a gun and it becomes another gun, which becomes another. Like if you ever joke about people having like large trucks or guns to compensate for lack of a personality, that's this it. guy honestly might yep. be it. So we have Varus T- Truss, our next character. He's just he's the jolly green giant, just a just a big. He's massive. Mass. He probably he's has nice. one important action in the entire film, in which oh. he punches the military leader. He and, does, and then that like, was satisfying. Yeah, and that was probably. Oh, it. he did hit, hold up the building in the beginning. He held up a building. Yeah, and that's it. But was that necessary for the plot? No, no. <laughs> but he did do it. This was the he had one necessary plot mechanic, yep. and it was to punch the bad guy in our the next face. Fire, and it was satisfying. Our next character is a rat named Vinny, um, he, and I, he has one scene. And he has one scene. He just he, he, he he's, he's like the the lolly gamer mechanics pet basically. Yeah, and like he's he in helps, several scenes. He helps one punch scene the buttons which, with the lolly mechanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's about it. When they're pushing eight thousand buttons, and then boom, Gundam appears. Yeah. I didn't even know the rat had a name. I honestly, didn't I don't know think either. I don't I know if they actually moment. referenced it by name. Oh, maybe also, they did. maybe they did. Maybe it was just everything was so fast that if they on. ever said a name, you probably forgot it within five seconds. Unless because it was the main, was going on. unless it was the main unless four, was four the, people. Yeah. Well, the reason because the reason the main four people is because they had to say the name like, like thirty times before it actually times. hit, hit register in your brain. It took a while first. Yeah, it's like what was his name? Blue haired. I think I referenced him as blue haired guy. Through at least half the movie, I, I I knew I referenced him as male to be. Yes. Um. For, for Le- a while. Leo. Well. Leo, because you're like, wait a second, Leo's a dude. And then, and then Gallo, I just called him Protag Coon for. Yeah. For <laughs> until we were just like, oh, that's their names. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's uh. There's a BR Bear Colossus. Colossus. Uh, voiced by Melissa Fawn. She's Cray Forsyth's assistant, and that's. It. it. She literally does. She has like one sentence. Line. I, yeah. I I will go pilot the assistant rig. I think. Something and then, like that. Yeah. And then she's gone. She she's like in like five scenes, but most of the time she's completely silent and no. just looks menacing. Yep. She and, just looks like an evil assistant. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And those are all the characters. And that's all the. Those ca- are all the characters that we thought were gonna be important but ended up not, not being important. important. There are other characters that we never at one point thought <laughs> were going to be important. And we will not mention them here. Like, for instance, the old man, man. who betrays all the... Do you realize his name's actually Old Man? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, old makes Man sense. that betrays the burnished. There's the pizza guy and his burnished pizza cooker. He actually has oh, a yeah. name. They, yeah, yeah, but... but eh. Yeah. Does it matter? All right. Um, <laughs> that, that the only purpose of that scene was just to emphasize how evil military genocide squad is. Yeah, that was it. That's true. 
All right. Also show the racism as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And to show that Protacoon is racist. It's morally just yeah, and not racist. Yeah, Even though he, he, we just saw him the guy. scene before completely beat the crap well, out of the I mean, he, It was because they were, you know, burning buildings. But you have to understand But you have to understand that they want to burn things because that's the Promare inside of them. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The Promare inside of them just this wanted was, to go uh, home. Um, this was animated by Studio Trigger, actually. It's their first movie, right? It's their first movie. They they generally do TV series. They did uh, Kill a Kill. Yeah. They did uh, <sighs> SSS Gridman and Darling in the Bronx with A One Pictures. And, you and if you if you know any of those shows, you you understand why we're like, oh, this has <laughs> trigger shows are pretty, and they have cool fight scenes, and they have some interesting characters they, every once in a while. They know how to make visually impressive things, definitely. And that's about it. Um, I, I just want to <laughs> kill the kill had a had a pretty good story. I just want to mention the fact that I never the trigger really so really long. wanted us all to know that it was trigger that had made this movie because I'm pretty sure there was at least three times before the movie started that they're like, hey, this was made by us. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're trigger. We did this. Hey, by the way, we're trigger. <laughs> hey, we're tr- we are the saviors of anime. <laughs> Please give was, us money. Because, you know, normally, like, if, if you're about to watch a movie, you know, there's, like, you know, a Marvel, Disney, like, you know, it'll say, and it'll like, say once. like, once or t- maybe, maybe twice. twice Trigger, Trigger said at least three, three times, times. Yes. if not four. And Which, it was, like... I mean, if it was my first movie, I'd slap my name all over it, too. <laughs> and it, and it, the credits, it was all over the credits, too, you know? Yeah. And that's that's fine, you know? Yeah. It um, was their movie. They could do what they want. Yeah, I, just I just thought it was hilarious. It's so funny, yeah. So, like, the producer and the director, uh, Hiromi Wakabayashi, Wakabayashi and Hiroyuki Imashi, Imashi, probably. Imashi, they also worked on Gurren Lagann and Kill la Kill. You see, and, and you can feel all these shows that the studios and people have worked on. You can feel the Gurren Lagann. You, you can feel, feel it, Kill. yeah. You feel Darling in the, the Bronx. Like, you just understand basically they took all the animators from those movies and said all right guys so we're gonna just have you animate they're like so i'm animating for yes and they're like okay and they all just animated their their shows and they're like oh shoot we gotta and match this together hence somehow. my name hence my name for the show the end of Gurren la kill in the france force <laughs> <laughs> yep. the all end. of them yeah in one yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where does yep. end of evangelion come into this I don't understand. I've watched... I love Evangelion. I love all of Evangelion, even though some of it's bad. I mean, the Promare are also kind of like the Angels a little bit. Okay, fair enough, that's, fair enough. That's, that's, that, that's where that was coming in from. Oh, me. End of the World. Yeah. End of the World. Evangelion's about the end of the world, guys. Yeah, End of the World. The Promare. Spoilers. They literally say it in episode one. Evangelion also came out like 50 years ago. Uh, Spoilers. That's just your two fault because you just don't want to watch it. I do want to watch it. Eventually I will watch it. How low is it on your list? It's, 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 I mean, there's a large portion of the list that doesn't have a ranking. Yeah. Is that on the it low? in that section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have desires to watch it and I will watch it. Eventually. In my mortal lifetime. Before my mortal coil expires. I <laughs> and what have you been doing this entire week? None of your business. Playing Genshin Impact and Fall Guys. Okay? <laughs> you know? Get off my All back. Right. <laughs> I'll get right off that. <laughs> get right off. Maybe I'm just... Genshin Impact is tight. 
Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Please, yes, yes. As a person that's only played it like for an hour, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> this but, is not. This has not been. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, this is not a sponsorship. By the, the no, but as we are not like sponsoring one. Genshin Impact. But you should totally play the game. It's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go down, like I want to talk about like the animation director and the art director because holy crap. That is like the best part of the show. Go down. Um, the animation. The art, the art is what makes this. Yeah. So like animation directors Shushio Kirei Kai. Uh, yeah, Shushio Kai Ikarashi and Mayumi Nakamura. Yeah. Like holy crap! You you guys deserve a medal. Yeah. Oh. Uh, absolutely oof. stunning. Like I, could... I don't know how to like think of. What what's like think of like um the water effects and weathering with you but with fire. Yeah. And more art and stylized. It it, it definitely also is it, it's it, it's very bright. Yeah, very it's, bright. So my thing is is I think this is art in a completely different way because it, the way that they do polygons makes me think most of the movie wasn't uh, is is computerly uh, computer animated? Well, it was. Yeah. Probably, yeah. If, if not all of it, and and it's amazing. That's the thing. It's like any it other anime that had a lot of computer animation ends up looking really choppy. Like for instance, you want to talk about early Ruby days? Like it looks pretty bad. Ruby still looks bad. Yeah, and it still looks bad. But like this, it's kind of the same animation style technically, but it looks beautiful and breathtaking. Yeah, like. At- it's almost comparable to like the shot compositions and editing that like Ufotable does with their animation. Like Ufotable is just known for doing three uh, D sets and stuff, mm-hmm. and like all of, like half the sets in this is just three D like you, fight if you, scenes. If you've ever seen like really impressive like <coughs> two minute you know animated shorts that are just visually stunning, like mm-hmm. every every you know, second of those two minutes, it's like that. For the whole movie, but like two hours, yeah. yeah. It's just it just doesn't stop being amazing looking. Yeah, yeah. like and a shout outs to our director Tomotako Kubo. Yeah, and the Tomotaka. They definitely understood where they were going with the art direction, and like the character design and the color was just. Although mm. I feel like there was a missed opportunity there because when they went down to the little lab area. Like, it went from being squares and polygons to being, like, circles for a minute. Yeah, and everything about this deus guy was, like, circular. And yeah, and it yeah, felt, and like, felt yeah. like, oh, I'm entering an unknown world, and right. I feel like they could have expanded on that more. Explored. More ovals explored and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I think like, they could have dropped a reference or two of the, this guy's existence in the plot prior, mm-hmm. and it would have been cool also if references to him were associated with those circles like, and the, they're still building like, a theme, you know. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, they could have had on the news bulletin, we're still looking for Dr. Deus, you know. Yeah, even if it was just uh, two seconds, they mentioned his existence. Yeah. Like, and then when you meet him, you're like, oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah. It, animation, art, character. So the color good. design. Color design. Color design. Color design by... Yukiko uh, Kakita. Sorry for butchering the pronunciation. We of your don't name. know Japanese. Sorry. I'm doing my best. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're weebs. Not, uh. Well, what's the word? Not weeaboos. Not yeah, weeaboos. Yeah. Um, so good. I'm like, on it. Just kidding. They're just, uh. <laughs> yeah, all of them. <laughs> just uh, kidding. All of them together made one of the most visually impressive movies I've yeah. ever seen, actually. Yeah, like. 
there's animation, visual, <laughs> aggressive, which this has, but then, like, the color spectrum of this film. It was like watching... It, it reminded um, me of you photobo fight scenes, but the whole movie. Yeah, you photobo scenes. It reminded me of the person that does, like, all the uh, weird type animation with all the expressive... I can't remember his name. It will come to me eventually. This uh, guy that did... Um, Devil May Cry, not Devil May Cry. Um, he did uh, keep your hands off these Zoken. Okay. Mind game. Um, Devil May Cry baby. But it reminds you of his stuff. It reminds me a lot of his stuff, but like much more colorful mm-hmm. and like much more polygon. Yeah. Yeah. And the music. Oh, the music. Ooh. Hot dang. So you just take out the vocal. You can take out the vocal tracks, and I just watch the movie so, without them. So. Oh yeah, like and then like. Uh, the composer just is, enjoyed uh, myself, but just Harry Solano. Um, He's done like Kill the Kill, Guilty Crown, Recreators, Captain Titan, Cabinary. Um, and like if you know any of those soundtracks, that's usually soundtracks. It's either usually the best part or one of the best parts of the entire show. Like the opening, like he does openings, he does and EDs for these shows, originals. And and they're so good. I just want to have that that music that pops up whenever the fights are getting good. I want that just on my phone. Right. It's like the theme song so by good. Shio Uchi and performed by Superfly is just so good. It's it's amazing. Like good stuff. like we when we turned on the movie, um, we put it in and the music was playing and the thing we we're like, oh, we're gonna have a good time because it. Like they were syncing the menu, the music to the menu animations. It was just like, it oh, felt, it felt yeah, it was good. Uh, it, it was good. Um, we can talk about some individual tracks, I guess. Do you scroll down? Cause, uh, yeah. Like uh, the main song, Ki Kaki Yushi. Uh, Kakuse, I think that's the main theme. Yeah, okay. Yeah, by Superfly, super good. Um, and then I think two very notable tracks on the 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 album itself is Inferno and Ashes, both by Hiroyuki Sawano. And just featuring some voice talents, um, Gami and Benjamin MPI. Um, Inferno is the one where like it's the ending thing, dun 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 dun. Okay, yeah, right. and then Ashes is the one. Is that when everything gets sad? That's the sad part. When, she's dying, when the lady dies. Yeah, when the lady yeah. dies, it, it 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 hits you home in that. It was movie. that was actually a pretty uh, pretty powerful scene. It was like for a movie. It just felt like it wasn't necessarily in place. It didn't have. You know, right set up to like move me as much yeah. as other scenes was, but if it, it it had impact by itself. Yeah. Like you Could knew by more. that time that Leo, you know, Leo's actually cared. He's not the bad guy, even if you thought he was. Um, He's just tired of racism. Aren't we all? Um, and, and so yeah, but it was really good, really good song, very thematic. Yeah, um, those three tracks are. Like top tier. If this if this movie was about racism, then it's it, its theme didn't get well here's pushed the across I mean, correctly. Here's, again, the <laughs> the 
Again, the plot of this movie is uh-huh. definitely an inconvenience to the. I know, but like, if you wanted to just take up the themes of the movie and just took those by themselves, if it's about like racism and acceptance, then they failed that really badly because in the end, it's like, and now all of the all the other race gets to go home, and we don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't I don't think racism is a theme. Of I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think I this movie like has a theme. Yeah, I don't. I know, it's but not like if deep, that guys. was the theme, they failed it bad. Definitely. Like yeah. this is not deep, deep like Kill a Kill or Gurren Lagann, where you can extract meaning from the show. But I feel like they were trying to in a way. I don't think so. I feel like they put in the amount of meaning they felt necessary, which to, was zero to support the fights, which was zero. But which like, was, no. I guess. Um, I don't think they thought too. They just long had and some. Hard. They. I just feel like they had some moments in which it was there wasn't some action that they could have put action in instead of some of the things they put in. You know what well, I mean? Well, here's the thing. So, <laughs> you like, only you have so much need... budget, so that makes sense. But still, yeah. Like I, I, the thing is, is like if you have a film that's just all action, you're going to feel exhausted yeah, by the need, time you, the you film's need, over. Mentally, you need breaks in between. And that's uh, where, this, like... This has been shown in studies, where you, right, you the, need breaks. the watcher needs a but, break. I do feel some of them might have been too long. Like, the 10-minute exposition lore oh my from Dave. Oh, gosh, right. yeah. I think, honestly... Like, and they were very aware of it. Pro-Tag Coon, or sorry, Falls Gallo, asleep. is literally sleeping during this whole thing. And, and I, it's, like, shown three times and between I'm it. And he's like, what's to, going on? And I'm wanting to do the same thing, honestly. And I'm like, can we just get back to the... Yeah. Cool uh, fire versus dragon But, like, fight. The, 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 the pause right after um, they do the first fight, <coughs> I thought was excellent. That was a fine pause, like, yeah. Like, when, uh, up until they, the well, death they, scene there was the some cave, good There were some good details that were needed for the build-up to the next fight. But some of them, there wasn't a good build-up to the next fight. There was just, like, and this is unnecessary. There's just some unnecessary. Uh, anyway... Um, yeah, just yeah. final thoughts on the film. If you haven't watched it, you probably should. Absolutely fantastic. It's good. So long as you're okay not taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. This is not a deep movie. This is not something... If good plot is, is necessary for you to enjoy something, you're probably not going to enjoy this. I'm... The thing um, is, is, I think... I it's like Redline. No, I, I enjoy good plot, but I enjoyed this yeah. as its own thing, like, separately. Despite its lack of plot, I really I had enjoyed a good time it. But, this. like, for instance, would I watch it again? Probably not. Unless yeah, I, I would. Unless <laughs> I was... Unless I was completely, like, just exhausted, and I just want to see some cool colors. Yeah, I, I, and, like, I have a friend who hasn't seen it. Like, maybe I, I'd watch it then. I could see me watching it But I wouldn't again, watch it by myself. I'd have to be in the right mood... I'd have to be definitely just wanting some fight scenes. If I'm in the mood for colors and fights, I could turn this on. Same here. It's like if I want to watch Gurren Lagann again, but I do not have the time to watch Gurren Lagann, I'll put this on. Yeah. Because you'll get some good. Yeah. I will get the good you'll, fight you'll scenes get the fight and everything. Fix, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I highly recommend it. I think it's good. I just don't think it's. As amazing, it's not the savior of anime. It's it's just a good movie. Very good. Just a good animated movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so what are we watching seasonally, guys? <laughs> well, we've mentioned we were, uh, we we're keeping up on a Flying Me to the Moon. I still uh, haven't watched. I haven't seen the latest episode. Okay, won't say anything. Um, they, but 
I mean, like, it's, like, just wholesome as hell. I, I, I know a bit what happens in the next episode. A co-worker was telling me about it. Um, that sounds funny. <laughs> it is funny. But it's just, it is. like, the second episode <laughs> came out, and it's just the, so funny, because, like, still the same night as the first one. They're married. The, the quest is to get her some bed and some clothes. Some... They won't even change into their PJs in front of each other, even though they're married. Yep. I also came up with a drinking game for this show. Just every time the fact that they reference the fact that they're married, you take, you take, take a, a shot. shot. Yeah. Um, which is you, you might, will be passed out by the time the episode. You may not over. make it to the end of any of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's like very likely. Because um, anytime something yeah. awkward happens, one of them will be like, "Is this okay?" And then the other one will be like. We're married. <laughs> All I have to say about the newest episode is that it gives a uh, better insight into how the rest of the show is going to go. Right. Yeah. Um, the second, the first and epi- second episode are kind of like just the build up, like the prologue, and now <coughs> we're getting into the plot. <coughs> okay. The show has plot. <coughs> before, but yes, now it has plot. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I mean, the plot is kind of the same as like you know, Kaguya-sama has plot technically. I mean, it doesn't, well, it but does. It it has an overarching story. And this does too. Just, okay. It's, it's getting to it. It's oh, getting, getting to, to it. it. All right. I mean, Kaguya-sama, when, you fr- when we first watched it, it didn't seem to have an overarching Mostly it just started introducing the characters. Yeah. I think that's it what was the just... first three episodes here are. Introducing the characters. And oh, by the way, these two just met, but are also married. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then the hijinks. And now the hijinks begin. And right. the overarching plot begins. So, All right. Okay. Very good. Yeah, very good. good. Recommend it. Recommend. It's wholesome. These guys are so wholesome. They didn't even commit any premarital handholding. Mm-hmm. Like this, you can have this on your Christian Minecraft server. That's <laughs> so wholesome. They're even sleeping on separate beds right separate now. Separate beds, which did not stop her from taking his blanket. Away. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> she literally just jumps up, grabs his her, blanket, and all just all in her sleep. She wakes up confused as to why she has two blankets while he's just like cold on his bed. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, um, he, he he was into it. All right, <laughs> he was into it. He was into it. He was into it. Okay, <laughs> that's all that matters. All um, right, who wants to talk about their seasonals? Since uh, that's what else are we watching? Okay, I is uh, on hiatus now. Sadly. Yeah, so sadly. Um, but I started. Uh, oh, I need to make a little addendum to Hikigashi. It might actually be a sequel, guys. Well, that's uh, a theory made by a YouTuber. No, because here's the thing. They make a plot point that's well, not what revealed. Have, what have the developers said? What have the people who made the show said? They uh, they changed the name from New to Go, which means fate or returning or repeat. Wasn't my question. I wasn't uh, about they the haven't, the they said that like, oh yes, this was just going to be a remake, but everything that they've done so far is pointing to it to actually being a sequel. Well, it um, sounds like they're still intending to, for this to be something a first person. Yeah, like they're watch. intending it for a first person. Like if to you be, don't have any concept of what Higurashi is, you can and, totally watch and this. And a remake doesn't mean you do the same plot. For yeah, yeah, I mean, if to be fair. If they felt they wanted the plot to work differently, to, they to, can make the plot work differently. Well, and to here's be, the... Okay, they revealed the biggest mystery of why everything's happening in episode two. Okay, maybe that's because they want to take things in a different direction. That and, but that's a, the biggest mystery okay. of what is happening. Or is it? 
It is. It is the biggest mystery of why everything is happening. It doesn't get revealed until Visual Novel 7 and then Season 2 of the original one. sequel implies the first one is canon to this story. It is. And now I'm saying that may not be necessarily the case. This could just be a so this could be a re- screw over. This like, could just be a rehashing of the series where they want they the writer explores it has decided he has different things he wants to do and explores it like a, like, like for example that I I would say it's possible that they're about as related as Fate Stay Night and Fate Apocrypha. I completely disagree, actually. Well, but the thing is, the series isn't over, so you can't tell what it's going to be until it's out, right? The thing I is, mean, all I'm saying is, is I know there are a lot of series. I can't think. I'm trying to think of a specific one, but there are a lot of series that they do a remake, and they throw a lot of like, they take they take the new viewers on a journey, and then they on the set on the side, they're also taking the old viewers on a brand new journey. Because all I'm saying is, you keep saying how you're how you don't think people should be watching the new one unless they've seen the old one, and I'm saying that's maybe not how the people who are making it are intending it to be. Like, there's a new Star Trek show that's out. It's not new anymore. It's been out for a while. There's like four or five seasons, and it's. I'm not saying it's great. Discovery. I think it's Discovery. It has two seasons and it's awful. I think it's longer than two seasons. It's now. just two I think seasons four now. They they just released a new one. I, I'm pretty sure they have more. I'd have to look it up. But all I'm saying is, is they they are completely reimagining, kind of the Star Trek universe from the beginning. But it's bit. terrible. I'm not saying it's not, but that is kind of a, a, an aspect. I'm just saying that it's similar in the way that that it's they are reimagining, and it's it has happened before in other series before. That's probably. But what's the problem is, here. is that this new series acknowledges the old series, right? Like well, episode two has a plot point about how the last series ended. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's... But still, you, you, again, you keep telling people that they can't watch this new one. I'm not saying that. You have said that to me on, like, five separate occasions. You are watching the original right, series. but you have said multiple times you are not allowed to watch the new one. And <laughs> I'm like, I, I... First, and I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily something you you can say. Yeah. Like I, I feel like then go ahead and watch it. I'm, I'm just not saying, saying I'm, I'm going saying, to. I'm just saying that's a that's an incorrect viewpoint. Yeah, I mean just as as a general for anyone who wants to watch it and they don't want to watch 50 episodes of the old one, like go ahead. Like it's meant to be for new says, viewers as well, right? Says the people who made it. Yeah. As far as I understand. Yeah. So I don't. I mean. Okay. Just saying. Because like I mean the thing is is there, one of the reasons I don't get into things like One Piece for instance. Is because One Piece is how many episodes now? Like hundreds? Just thousands of episodes? We're getting to a thousand. Thousands of episodes? No, almost, a thousand, almost a thousand episodes. The reason I don't... I've started it. The reason I don't continue is because there's too many. And like 50 episodes is already kind of like pushing it. Like that's a lot to get into. Ba- barrier of entry is hard. Yeah. And so if... if and if, I, don't, I don't feel it's right to, you know... Tell people you need to watch fifty episodes. You have before fifty you episodes of homework before you can get to this. <laughs> yeah, before you can get to the newer stuff. So it's like so then nobody can enter fate. I mean, to an extent, there's no because fate you can pick literally any show. That's your starting point. Yeah, that's true. None of them are like homework is required. Yeah, I mean, some people other would say than Heaven's is, but, Feel, but I mean, generally the Heaven's Feel at least exists. assumes you've seen a movie. Yeah. 
And then the, th- the point is, once you get into a franchise, you're into it, then you start consuming everything. Yeah. True. I mean, and, and like, if you watch the new Higurashi and, and you watch it and then go back and watch the old Higurashi, you'll start to probably say, hey, that was a reference to this over here. Like, every different fate is its own self-contained story that you don't technically need anything before else. Except Heaven's Feel. To, with the exception of Heaven's Feel. Right. As I mentioned already... Uh, every one of them, you can get in and understand what's going on in and of itself, just yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So there's not really any barrier of entry issue other than the confusion that is the fate canon and the community arguing about where to start, even though it doesn't matter. How about Monogatari? Hot take. <laughs> Monogatari, doesn't that at least have like an order to the shows? Loosely? Isn't there at least... There's one? arguments on where you should start. Yeah, but I mean, like... Isn't there... Didn't... I, wasn't there a first Monogatari? The thing is, 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 are there multiple studios doing Monogatari? No, it's just one studio. Okay, so then, where did they... What was the first show that they released? Baki Monogatari. Well, why don't we start there? That, that's that's one of the starting points, but other people think you should start with it canonically. But, but the thing is, is, they released that one first, so it makes sense that you would start with that one first... It, it's but different with the, the Fate first... Universe because the Fate Universe has like Fate Universe several... is confusing just because several uh, studios. Any, any two several... Fates you grab may or may not be related to each <laughs> yeah. other in any way. But all the Bakamon, I don't know anything about Bakamon. I don't know much so. about it either, other so, than the toothbrush. So, scene. I mean, you can tell this, but like, I'd hope that you know it's not. I I, I know more that confusing. whoever <laughs> animated whoever animated Bak or one of the, any of the Monogatries, they know how to make teeth and toothbrushes. That's his only exposure to Bakamonogatari is the toothbrush. Well, I, I've seen Ben watch it before. I, I've, so I've seen parts of it casually. Um, and there were some interesting scenes that I had questions this, about. But This is a series I definitely plan on getting into, but I have not yet. It's on the you list. You would love it. I believe oh, it. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I'm sure I would enjoy it. I think it. he was specifically talking to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm specifically yeah. talking to you. But I, I'm sure you would love it too, Carmen. I'll just see myself out. <laughs> anyway, um... Editor, so, please uh, erase that. Let, let's just move on past Higurashi, because we're all going to have our different viewpoints on it. That's fair. Um, but, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Holy crap, is it amazing. And none of you have watched it. I don't know what it is, so... It's fine. Okay, okay <laughs> so, let me give... Let me give a plot synopsis. There's, like, demons and curses... Well, curses and these curses try to hurt humans but the only way to stop a curse is with a bigger curse. so yeah so instead of fighting fire with fire you you're fight fighting cur- the, uh, curses, curses with curses. curses yeah and main character he's super and strong it's in high for, school yes and he's super strong for some reason um due to a tussle over a cursed artifact he ends up swallowing this cursed artifact well doesn't he do it to help his friend and he gets sentenced to life like he will die That's... like but they said, hey, you can help us out by consuming all these other relics. And if you consume all these other cursed objects, uh, you'll be helping us out greatly, and then we'll kill you. <laughs> so literally, luck. the main character is on death row, and he's helping the people that put him on death row. And it's awesome. The, the fight scenes are just mad crisp. Uh, ben, you've been watching Fire Force Season 2. It's amazing. Uh, I haven't started it yet, even though I, I know I want to. It's 
So, like, everybody complained. I, I, there was a lot of complaints I heard that Fire Force Season 1 was just generic shonen, which it kind of is. It kind of is. I can, I can, I, I can um, see Season that. 2 just kind of takes that and just be like, also, we actually have a world here. And here's the thing with shonen. Almost every shonen is going to have the same plot. Mm-hmm. That, that's just how battle shonen work. But it's the world building and the characters that make it, you know, and the fight scenes. And Fire Force is really good at all of it. Like, the characters, every character has a motivation that they're trying to achieve. And everybody has a past that haunts them, that cripples their way of achieving the dream that they want. And and the fight scenes are just awesome because they're just awesome because fire, fighting fire is awesome. Okay, uh, you guys. I'm listening to you. I'm listening. <laughs> we are listening. Okay, I just saw some of the weirdest <laughs> crap. I'm not gonna even describe it. But it was weird. Um, uh-huh. We were just trying to distract you, pretty much. That's kind yeah, of the like, whole point. It's really good. It's still funny. It's still dark. Uh, it's still got that uh, Soul Eater art style that just pure madness kick butt. You know. Which I haven't really seen an anime that shows madness besides Higurashi as really well. Really good fire animation. And really good fire animation. Which I mean, if your anime is called Fire Force, you better there better, better be get some good mm-hmm. fire animation. Yeah. Um, watch the second episode of I'm Standing on a, Th- a Million Lives. That's the farmer one, right? That's the farmer one. I think this anim- anime is going to be a bad adaptation of this. It might be. Yeah. It might be like. Not just looking good so far. It's not looking super hot so far. Like everything's kind of been some par. Like the manga's pretty dark. I mean, it's rated level thirteen, um, and like a lot of that darkness has just been stripped for like generic looking everything. Goodbye darkness, my old friend. Yeah, like, like there's a lot more uh, gore and like body horror in the manga and it's just not there in the anime so i'll keep watching it to see if it gets better yep but so far not looking good not looking too hot um that's a shame but yeah that's about it for me how about you duncan are you watching anything else i am more harem trash no actually i haven't watched a harem trash in a while which well, is surprising. You did watch a little of the sea. Well, that's not harem. It's not really. It's not really harem. It's just a romance. It's a romance, but I don't think it's harem. Um, let's see, what I am a show that I'm watching, I think is interesting. It's worth note. Is uh, oh, what's her name? The witch, Journey of the Witch Elena. Really Wandering good show. Wandering Witch Elena. We talked about that in the. Uh... Yeah, all anime. Yeah, we yeah. Did. It looks so cute. It it is cute, but it's actually really interesting because the protagonist is not your general do-gooder, want to save everyone kind of person. It's, she's just a person who doesn't think, and she's a traveler, and you can kind of see that in her um, interactions because she doesn't try to correct every injustice she sees in the world because she, I think she understands that she can't. So, which is an actually really interesting perspective where you go through this world of magic and intrigue and you see these 
sad situations and see that like from the outside perspective and kind of see like there's not much that can be done here and it's interesting because it explores like human psychology very interesting expose on human interaction and psychology kind of with also my magic sounds good yeah that sounds good so kino's journey goal was magic basically exactly okay. yeah magic 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 makes everything and cute girl Another i am cute a girl. fan of cute girls very cute girl say. white hair blue eyes white very hair cute. you say white hair oh oh no she wears a really cute hat that's all i have to say the protagonist has white hair yeah okay <laughs> um yeah he's into that kind of thing okay Maybe a little bit. And then other shows, Moriarty. Did we talk about Moriarty last? Yeah, we talked about Moriarty. I haven't watched anything past. The there first hasn't episode. been another episode. There has. I... Recently? Yeah. Because I checked yesterday. I thought there was a new episode. Anyway. But anyway. Are you watching anything, Gardner, this season? I'm going to be honest. Uh, other than Fly Me to the Moon, my life at this point is being dedicated between Genshin Impact and Fall Guys. <laughs> Genshin Impact is an anime. anime. No, it's not. <laughs> an anime game. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll make an adaptation. Where is Moriarty? Anyway. I don't know if we're getting an adaptation for a long time because the mm-hmm. it's very a very new and b the story is doesn't even go that far. Yeah, uh, it goes into chapter one and that's it. That's all we have so far. Oh, there is a new one. How long ago was that? Oh, I'll have to watch that. Probably right after this episode. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're not gonna be able to do an actual horror episode because these two people don't watch horror anime. We don't really have much to say. I mean, we could do a, a, a we could do a horror section. In fact, you want to? I'm just I'm gonna talk about it right now. Um. <laughs> Here's my personal recommendation. Looking at our time, I was like, do we want to we, do that? We don't have week? much time. Well, no, because next week we're going to do a completely different thing that will take the entire time. Okay. I'm just going to mention some horror anime uh, that would be good for the season you know what? right now. Go okay? So we've already talked about Higurashi. Go watch Higurashi. It's good. It's good. It's fantastic. It, this guy can't finish it. I, um, I'm getting to it slowly. All right. Was, you're got, on episode. He's got Genshin 12. Impact. Okay. Just, I'm a little enamored by uh, emergency food. Um, I'm just gonna say with Higurashi, if you're if you're if you're down for the extra homework, watch the old show first and then go to the new show. If you just want to watch the new you show, just want to get into the new stuff, go cool. for it. I'm sure you'll. You have your own choices. Agency is real, boys. Just okay. Do anyway, your, do your thing. Um, I think another really good horror anime, um, to watch this season, uh, this 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 month. Uh, I like watching horror stuff in October because it's Halloween month, you know. Um, I like Shiki. Shiki is a horror anime about these vampires that invade this small town. Amazing opening. And has one of the best openings. Um, just absolutely stunning. Like the like it will do a freeze frame on something that happens and then the opening goes. And you're just like, Oh, here we go. And um it's a it's a slow show. It's pretty slow, but like everything builds up to one of the most horrific endings I've ever watched in a show. Like, there... I I don't get scared by horror anime. 
because I just don't find it that terrifying. This one got to me. Just like in the themes it has about um, mob mentality and the depravity of humanity itself is just super on point. Um, another really good horror anime to watch is Mononoke. It's very visually distinct. It's It's got like this old Japanese art style to it. Like, you know, like the old Japanese art paintings that they have. It's like that art style, but like weirdly morbid and twisted. And it's just really good and kind of disturbing. Like the art style just is off-putting, even though it looks very beautiful and colorful. Um, and then I think the last one I will mention as a series right now is uh, Paranoia Agent. And this this is a guy by the guy that did Perfect Blue. So he knows how to do horror and psychological horror. And, like, you just watch the opening to this show and you understand that this is a horror anime. It has a lot of thriller elements, but, like, it is disturbing in how it uh, portrays our wants for escapism. Um, but that, those are my recommendations for horror anime. Um, if if y'all, you should just watch it, guys. Just join with me. Watch horror anime. He's very lonely. I am very lonely. Nobody will watch horror anime with me. I think we were bringing his relationship status into this. Well, I mean, that's what I was kind of going towards, and then he went towards anime, and I was like, oh, I guess that's true, too. He's trying to deflect, but he doesn't realize (laughs) I will make fun of him. (laughs) Anyway, uh, next week, we'll be talking to the normies a little bit. Love letter to the normies. Oh, is yeah, that, is that the next one? That's the next one, and uh, it might go over a little time. We might have to take a couple episodes to just explain everything. We're we're, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be t- basically talking about all things weeb dumb in uh, using normal terms. human in language. language. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna break down some vocab. We're, uh, we're going to break down genres. Some, we're going to explain some concepts. Yep, some tropes. We're going to watch Bowen's fragile heterosexuality crumble. All sorts of things <laughs> will be happening. There's a lot to look forward to next week. Do we have to talk about how you're a lollycon next week? How Garner's a lollycon? No, you're a lollycon. I am definitely not a lollycon. Um, and I will deny that. I will not deny. Mi- I will deny, deny few it, things. He says, leaning on his megamine mouse pad. Listen, she. Listen. Well, he has saber up in the. Saber's underage, but not a lolly. Yeah, it's true. But think of all the archetypes he likes. Flat chest, small. That's anyways. Listen, we'll see you next y'all week. Y'all just before it gets attacking me right at the freaking end of the episode, and I do not have time to defend myself. And I'm feeling a little bit angry about anyway, that. Anyway, so that's all I got. Thanks say. for listening. Farewell. Well, love each other, and we'll see you next time. Rip headphones, users.